Welcome everyone. I'm so glad that you could join me for a general good time. I want to welcome each and every one of you into this space and I'm beyond excited and grateful to have you all present in this moment with me. With that being said, I wanted to introduce this week's topic. As the title suggests, this is part three of the mini series, All About Friends, the origin story of my chosen family. This will be a multiple part series inspired by the first book in the trilogy by Bell Hooks titled All About Love, New Visions, which was published in 2000. Each week, we will be exploring a range of different topics, including but not limited to the following, body image and self-esteem, family, relationships, trauma, etc. These will not be in sequential order. However, some episodes will reference elements of previous episodes, but please do not feel pressured to watch every single part of this series as some topics may be potentially triggering. Nonetheless, it's still important to cover, so please do what you have to do to take care of yourself and feel free to check out other lighter episodes if you need. So I first wanted to address the hiatus. I want to preface that First off, I miss you all and I wanted to thank everyone for supporting me throughout the process. I have been not so consistent these past few weeks or honestly the past month and a half. I haven't been super consistent and I just wanted to thank you all for, you know, still supporting me and for being very patient and understanding throughout the process. I have had a lot of changes that I have been going through in my life both personally professionally and just in general in the midst of all that chaos i unfortunately have not been able to have the time to kind of just sit down and talk to you all and just record an episode you know i wanted to use the space right now and i'm going to be fully transparent i'm actually at work in the office and so if the sound is a little bit different I hope it's actually better. I just found out that these walls are not soundproof, so I'm gonna apologize to whoever is next to me. So hopefully like they're not distracted by what I'm saying, but I am in a private room. So let me know if the sound is, is okay. But I essentially just wanted to record an episode and give you all this mini series because at the very least, you know, I, I definitely wanna get through it. And I just appreciate like the community and like you all just for like tuning in and listening. And again, if you all are new, welcome. Like, thank you for coming on to this like wild ride and journey. Like it is much appreciated. And for the folks that I've met along the way, like thank you so, 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 so much. I really would not have done it without you all. With that out of the way, I basically just wanted to dive into the topic. This episode is going to be a little bit more personal and a little less structured. I've noticed that I as much as I love structure and and stuff like that, I do want to challenge myself to be a little bit more open because and remind myself the purpose of this podcast. Yes, while it is for me to explore like topics that are interesting to myself and like society and culture and everything like that. I ultimately did this too to also just have a space to share my unsolicited thoughts and opinions and it's just really nice to have an audience and just to have you all like follow along and so I definitely want to challenge myself to remain vulnerable and to remain open and to just be as candid as possible and I found myself kind of veering away from that and I want to recenter myself back on that track and so I also wanted to thank folks 
folks that I have met. I just started a new role and I have met quite a few people that have supported me and have been very open and just really grateful. So hopefully they know who they are. But if not, I will also like thank them personally. And then next time, you know, maybe I'll give them a shout out because I definitely don't want to necessarily like expose anyone if they don't want to. So this is where I will touch bases with you all in person. But yeah, or the next time that we chat but anyways I, I wanted to get that out of the way too and dive into the topic so first off what's chosen family so i want to preface that chosen family is a very specific term and normally this is where i would insert an article and research and and this is where i don't want to like stop doing that it's just i want to preface that this episode is very much my opinion and my opinion is not fact in general like this is coming from my understanding of of how it is so you know you may have a totally different opinion and i understand that i respect that you know this is just coming from a place of how i see it and so i'm definitely open to any feedback any you know suggestions but right now as i'm speaking i'm speaking very explicitly so when i think of chosen family I'm saying that my first instances with the word to when I was around 14 turning 15 years old and I was getting my first job that was a LGBTQ internship. I remember I was super excited and I was doing my first quote unquote group interview and I remember that oh my god this is hilarious. I like applied on the form and I put that I was heterosexual and an ally. I realized like this is not necessarily very funny if you don't really know and I'm not sure if I'm I'm gay. <laughs> like i don't like i don't know if this is like a coming out story or like anything like that but like i'll just i'll leave it at that i don't have to specify well i'm queer that's really what i want to say but at that time i was very much not necessarily in denial maybe maybe that's what it was maybe part of me is still i don't know i was questioning my sexuality and so even though I was I was essentially going to be a intern at a queer organization, I just was scared. So I put that I was heterosexual or an ally or whatever. So or questioning at that time. And so I remember I was part of the group interview. And then eventually, I don't know why, but I'm very thankful that they selected me. And of course, I also got to meet other folks who were it was between the age of 14 to 17. And I was around, obviously, part of the younger group, but most folks were only a year or two older than me or around my same age. And so I definitely felt very comfortable. And at first, I'm not going to lie to you, some of the topics that we learned were definitely very eye-opening, but also very, like, like a part of me I felt in the pit of my stomach could relate. And so I remember there was one of these instances where we were sharing what we call the family tree. And so it was this, this exercise where I don't want to say it was trauma dumping, I guess. And, that, and that's a whole other conversation, right? But I will say that it was a space where we were encouraged to be vulnerable and we were encouraged to share feelings that we may not have been able to explicitly share. And I think obviously naturally when you're talking about family, it is a very layered space and sometimes tough conversations and tough aspects when you're talking about not only your upbringing, the people that are around you and your culture, right? Sometimes feelings arise. And I think around that time, you know, listening to other people's stories and, you know, empathizing and relating and shedding a few tears, laughter about people's like, upbringings like there was a sense of connection right there was a sense of like a place where you could 
truly be who you were and like again this was like very like early on to the experience this was about i would say week three so we were still getting to know each other and so obviously this was my first time doing any sort of exercise that forced any sort of intimacy especially since we were relatively still like new you know we were just co-workers we didn't really know each other like i i did not know anyone prior and so it was definitely scary at first but i remember I was one of the last few people to go and when it was my turn to talk about like my family and my upbringing i remember like i felt very overwhelmed in that moment and i remember there was like i don't even remember what i said but i just remember that i was overcome by like a sudden like rush of emotions when I was explaining I don't even I think I must have been talking about my family or like my identity or anything like that I just remember like I felt overwhelmed and then I started crying and I of course being me I was apologizing while I was crying but I started kind of being a little hysterical I didn't really understand what was happening and also I was very embarrassed at the fact that I was crying in front of a bunch of people not a bunch of people obviously these people ended up becoming one of my first instances of chosen family but I'll, I'll get into that but I remember I like burst into tears and I didn't really know what was going on I felt very it's a combination of shame guilt embarrassment but also like confusion because I didn't know what was happening and so luckily for me one of my mentors who ended up becoming one of the more important people in my life, one of the most important figures in my life, he pulled me to the side and we were outside the door and he just asked me and gave me a hug. You know, he has, he asked me, is it okay if I hug you? And I said, okay. And I just, he just let me cry. You know, he didn't ask, are you okay? He didn't say like, what's wrong? He didn't pressure me to answer him. He just gave me a hug and let me cry and and just kind of get it all out and i think afterwards you know we just sat you know we were right across the street from a park actually and we went to the park and you know of course the rest of us i'm not sure if the rest of the session resumed i'm assuming they did um and then i just talked to him and and to preface my mentor at that time was 17 and i was 14 and so but he was kind of young so he was in college at the time and I remember that, you know, after that, we kind of just checked in and I remember in the moment, you know, saying to him that I was ashamed of my identity and that I was coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't normal and you know he was very much like oh you know he didn't like look at me with like confusion or he didn't like question why i said like the choice of my words i think instead he was like i understand i see where you're coming from and like you know kind of like what makes you you know say that can you elaborate a little bit more and you know he just made me feel comfortable and he provided a space that was very safe for me to be honest or just kind of like work through my feelings so again as a 14 year old who was just overwhelmed about what was going on i didn't really know any of these terms you know growing up and i i didn't really know 
what to say and i just remember saying that i don't know if i was straight like i don't think that i'm only straight like you know i didn't necessarily go into detail about what that meant but i just kind of said out loud to him and to myself really that i don't think i'm fully straight and i don't know if that's exactly what i said but i do remember it was something of like a realization that i knew in my heart but also didn't know and that was really scary and i kind of just said that and i think for me that was the first time that i had ever expressed anything like that i guess it's my mini coming out story <laughs> to myself and to potentially you know another person who would end up becoming my mentor and who would end up becoming someone very important to me in my life especially during that time that was a very transitional period for me you know i was still going through puberty i was you know getting into my first years of high school which was really stressful and i was just kind of coming into myself and to just have the space to do that and i remember that as the weeks progressed i learned a lot about not only the history of the lgbtq community and sf in particular but also learning about the intersections of like race and gender and sexuality and learning about queer expression and learning about just the lgbtq spectrum as a whole learning about queerness and like learning about everything like that it was just a i remember we were watching the documentary paris is burning highly 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 recommend it if you haven't seen it it's a classic it's just learning about like the community as a whole and just sf in particular has a very rich and long history when it comes to queer folks and it just was very like a lot to take in but very exciting for me it was also one of the places where i felt like it was okay to express myself in a way that i had repressed or that i didn't know that i could express myself in and this was also where i came across the word chosen family and so this must have been still relatively early on but definitely not three weeks in so this was where we had at least known each other for a few months now and we were getting close right so these were folks that i had seen like all summer so this was happening during summer it extended into the school year and you know again the purpose of this was to create like our goal as interns was to create a dance for lgbtq youth and allies from age 14 to 18 in high school to kind of have a space almost not like a prom but like a dance uh for them to just feel comfortable and to just have a fun night so essentially we were interns to kind of plan that and to obviously provide like condoms and necessarily organized games and and stuff like that and so during the planning process we were all getting really close to each other we all because we were seeing each other so often and even during when the school year started right it started becoming less often but during that summer we had seen each other almost every single day of the week and you know we spent hours and hours together and so there was definitely a connection because not only are you spending hours and hours and hours together with the same group of people you're spending it with people who are your age right and who have similar identities and shared stories right i think especially after the family tree portion in the first half like it challenged me like it challenged me to open up the way that i viewed the world it opened up a new possibility for me to like 
think that like oh i like how i saw the world is very small like the world is actually a very like big place and there's a lot more that i didn't learn right or i didn't know and it was exciting it definitely wasn't easy right there were times where i definitely felt very uncomfortable and i felt like i wanted to act like what i was learning was not real but i couldn't run away from that and i think that because i had such a supportive space where we were all learning together that was the very first time that i felt like i could really like start exploring parts of myself that i didn't know that i didn't allow myself to be and so what that meant was trying to like explore some of the feelings and talk about some of the feelings that i felt some of the crushes that i felt with other people that i never talked about talk about like express myself differently and start to like explore different avenues and like interests and like things that i wanted to to do and like stuff like that and i'm sorry i'm being a little vague i think that unfortunately like <laughs> like my memory is not so good and i think that unfortunately especially during the last few years of the pandemic I'm not trying to use that as an excuse, but when I think back to like, I'm old, <laughs> like, so I, it's hard for me to like think back to like when I was 14, cause like high school feels like it was like ages ago. And so, especially during that time, I think like, what I do remember is that, I remember I was talking to my mentor. So, and there was a this terminology called chosen family. And I remember that it was so, such a appealing term to me because not only was, I think it came about after we watched Paris is Burning and we were talking about that. And we were talking about how, you know, within the trans community and the drag community and the ballroom scene, right? There were many kids who ran away from home and were, you know, after they had come out or they were like abused to come from abusive households or just XYZ, right? A lot of them didn't have homes to return to and they were on the streets, right? And like they had to resort to a lot of the world is cruel, right? And these systems don't protect youth, let alone trans and queer youth who were black indigenous POC folks, you know, out on the streets at nighttime is a very dangerous space. And so, you know, the mothers and the folks who were essentially kind of like, yeah, they essentially became mothers and like, and of these like houses. And they would essentially take in runaway youth and, and adopt them and to raise them and to instill them with their own values and identities. It's not to say that these things were perfect and that there weren't any issues. There definitely were instances of like mismanagement, abuse, XYZ, right? But that's not something that I'm going to speak about because I don't know much about that. But instead I'll talk about how, you know, we dissected that and just that concept of chosen family and how, you know, it was born from a place of, of choosing who you want to be and choosing who you want in your life and that just because you have biological family it doesn't mean that in the hierarchy of things that they are automatically inherently the most important people in your lives and oftentimes especially you know in the documentary biological families can be the sites homes and other stuff like that can be not safe and you know if biological families can be the space where they reject you because of your identity 
and because of things that for some folks were true to themselves and they can't change that right and for them that's who they are and so for their family to reject that it's a very isolating and devastating experience and so to be able to reclaim what it is to find community and to choose your kinship networks and to choose your friends and to choose and to choose your own family essentially to become another family and this is a space where you get to decide who you want in your life and who supports you and who your community is and it's not like oh some sort of thing where just because you share the same blood doesn't mean that you're not as close right it doesn't mean that it's not as valuable and for me that was the first instance that i truly could feel how open and accepting and how welcoming i felt for the first time in my life where i felt like i didn't have to hide who i was in front of all these people and it was shocking to me because the time was so short like and yes yeah we spent every single day together but it had only been a few months but i felt more connected to these people than i felt with some of my other family members who i'd known for years and i think that that was a realization for me that was both scary but also very comforting i felt like the first time in my life i could let go of some of the guilt that i felt when it came to my feelings for my own family where i felt like parts of me didn't feel accepted and because love was a concept that was very distant to me and it wasn't something that was actively expressed it was such a stark contrast to the community that i had felt when i was in this organization and i think that honestly and truly looking back it saved my life and i don't say this lightly i say this to be 100% serious like you know i think it was it came at a time that was very necessary for me i think having processed that i lost my dad when i was in my 7th grade i think around that time when i was in middle school and so you know after graduating middle school and then you know this was when i was like in high school like my early years it was definitely a rough transition and i'm not going to lie to you i had a very difficult time feeling welcome and feeling accepted in the high school that i was in but that is another conversation for another day but to preface like i felt very lost and i felt overwhelmed and i was struggling quite honestly both in my home life and in academics and i felt i was struggling a lot with my self-worth and my self-esteem and i felt that i didn't feel good enough and i was ashamed and i think you know being a part of this space where it was the opposite where i felt like no matter what i did and no matter what i like what i wanted to explore and like what i wanted to do that at the end of the day i was accepted for who i was no matter what i did and i'm talking about not necessarily like actions but i'm saying like the fundamental identities of who i was was accepted no matter what it was i didn't have to conform to what society deemed me to be and i didn't have to express myself in a way that was either hyper feminine or hyper masculine i didn't have to worry about any of that stuff because i knew that at the end of the day these people would accept me for who i was and that was the first time that i got, i realized how important community was to me and 
that was my first instance of chosen family where I got to choose I had a choice I had agency I had autonomy to choose who I wanted and who I wanted to spend my time around right and yeah I think for me that's the reason why whenever I hear the term chosen family it brings up upon feelings of nostalgia and just you know ultimately a feeling of comfort because it just I just think back to the times of like you know whether or not you know I keep in touch with the same folks I've come to recognize that we are all on our own journeys and that's okay sometimes people grow apart but a part of me will always remember that they were my chosen family at one point in my time and they were there for me at a time that I needed them most and I think for me that's very healing yeah so I didn't actually think that I was going to get into that segment so I appreciate you all for you know just sitting with me through that I think that now flash into the present moment when it comes to my relationships I've learned and I've I've definitely gained a lot of friendships that for me you know I still have the concept of chosen family but I think it looks a little different I think that I've experienced of course like you know fallouts that happen naturally friend breakups you know and and people growing distant or sometimes just you know being confused and being hurt by friendships that have ended abruptly that I never got closure to and that's something that I'm still working through I have a hard time communicating and I think the irony of this podcast is true too is that like I am a part of me recognizes that I have a lot of guilt and a lot of fear and a lot of unresolved issues that I need to work through that sometimes I project onto my relationships and my friendships and I think unfortunately because I you know am coming from a place where I think it's not necessarily bad but how I view my friendships is that because I you know you never want like for me I never want my friends to feel hurt right to feel like they you know to go through a hard time of course you know like you never want to see your friends struggle right but I think in a way I've kind of created this dynamic for myself where I'm scared of conflict and I avoid and run away things that can be remotely challenging or that could threaten that dynamic or to threaten that sort of thing that I have built up of peace and harmony and love right and I think that it's kind of you know come back to bite me because you know a relationship is not only about peace love and positivity right it's also like tough like people go through their own dramas and trauma and they go through shitty things and they experience life like everybody else and being a friend is to not only support them through the good times but to be there for them through the bad times and i think a part of me is like recognizing that some of those bad times are going to be between us right it's between friends and to be between that and it's also up to me to communicate when i may feel hurt or when i need space or when i need time and i think that trusting right trust is a really big thing that i'm learning is that 
not only do I have a hard time trusting myself, I have a hard time trusting other people. And that includes my friends. And I think that, you know, what does that look like? And to kind of lean into that because, you know, trust is very, very important to the foundations of friendships because I have to trust that at the end of the day, our friendship is strong enough to last and that, you know, I have to learn that my friends are not going to leave me just because I have a bad day. But I also have to recognize that because of the fact that my anxiety is always going to be there because I didn't put in the work. Like again, friendship is a two-way street, right? Or however way street it is, right? With multiple people. But I know a part of me owns the fact that because I've kind of put myself in this box and I've put the, my friendships in this box as well, that, you know, it's harder to communicate anything that might be remotely uncomfortable. And so that's when small things become big things and then things le- things get left unsaid. And that is where, that is the problem. I think, you know, it becomes, it's like, oh, I don't want to bother them because they must be going through a lot. And then instead of saying that, just assuming that, right, and this is where I struggle, I assume everyone's mind readers, it kind of leads to the situation where things get become unsaid and there's assumptions and the cycle continues. And I think looking back, you know, there are definitely moments where I realized I should have said this and I should have said that and I should have just been honest instead of waiting and avoiding and running away and I think maybe it could have been different and also like of course you don't have to like I also recognize that I don't want to be stuck in the past and constantly dwell on that and I have to move forward I understand that but a part of me also needs to acknowledge that I can only really look at my part and I can only really look into what i did and how i feel because at the end of the day the other party is like you know my friends are their own person and our relationship or our friendships works because we complement each other not that we complete each other i think codependency is a whole other you know codependency versus interdependency is a whole other topic to kind of get into but you know i'm just saying that at the end of the day i realized that it's it's hard friendships are hard and that they're not supposed to and that's the thing nothing's easy right but at the end of the day it becomes easier friendships are not supposed to be a space where you're constantly doubting and like you're constantly in a state of anxiety right those moments are going to arise right but you know feelings are supposed to come and go they're not supposed to be in a state of being stuck like you're not supposed to hold on to your feelings there's a reason why there are consequences for when you hold on to your feelings there are physical repercussions right when you get angry or upset you know i'm learning that i hold my breath i clench my jaw my chest hurts right it gets tight there's a physical consequence to holding feelings that are not supposed to be there long term feelings are supposed to come and go and they happen every single day but if you hang on to feelings or you try to reject or repress feelings that are not meant to have that sort of lifeline or longevity, you end up having to face the consequences both physically and mentally and in other ways. You might lash out, you might deal with this stuff, right? And when I say you, I'm really saying me because I have faced the consequences of this shit and I'm still dealing with the repercussions of that in my friendships. And I'm 
still not perfect i'm still scared to speak up i'm still scared to reach out i'm still scared to be honest about some of my more complicated feelings and even when when i say complicated they're not complicated feelings they're normal feelings i just have put them in a box and i've deemed feelings as either positive or negative and i think that's problematic because feelings are just feelings they're not positive or negative they're just there and so i think you know this is where even when i'm talking about this topic like i'm going through my own personal changes with my friendships and my friends are going through their own life journeys and going through their own personal issues and it's hard because i'm at a crossroads where it's like i wish that and that's the thing right i just there's an issue where it's like sometimes when you reach a period where you two are on the same wavelength and you two are going through maybe a similar stage in your life it's like there's some sort of harmony and some sort of stability that's there and sometimes i'm not gonna lie i crave that but i think that at the same time we are not who we are years ago and i think that's hard about long-term friendships is that especially if you watch them growing up and then you both grow up together it's that just because you grow up together doesn't mean that you two are not your own person and while there are characteristics that you two share that overlap ultimately you two are your own people and your own people has different needs you know us as individuals have different needs and our friendships too it translates in different things and so i think just recognizing that and just being honest with what that looks like and the repercussions of that is really important i think you know i'm coming to terms with the fact that my friends are going through their own journeys and that that means that they may not be able to give me the time and energy i think for me too on the flip end i'm also going through my own journeys and i'm going through my own life paths and i cannot be for them be there for them in a way that i want to you know i can't be present in the moment like how i want to and a part of me is scared to express that because i don't want to lose the closeness or the intimacy or all the relationships and the and the stuff that we have built up up until that point but at the same time if i don't communicate and i instead just leave all the issues kind of left unsaid this is where you know all these sort of stories can come about and all these sort of like things that we tell ourselves that is not true right and all these thoughts that come across right all these whether they're intrusive or not all these thoughts that we say they're not always true like thoughts aren't reality right if we go go back to the throwback of the very first episode right coming to terms and recognizing that what we think isn't always true and like but sometimes thoughts are so over consuming i'll say it for myself like sometimes my thoughts are so overwhelming that i have a hard time distinguishing between what is a opinion and what is a fact and i think that's something that i have to work through not only for myself but also within my friendships and yeah i think that ultimately that's kind of just what i wanted to say when it came to this podcast is that you know whether or not you have chosen family or friends or just people in general is that recognizing that it's okay to be vulnerable and that it's also okay to communicate and that conflict is not bad and that you know it's okay to be to trust yourself and to trust your friends 
and to listen to your gut and to be honest. I think that even if it means that your relationship and your friendship is different, different is not bad. And, you know, even if your friends like, right, want to put themselves first and take space, like, that's okay. You're also allowed to feel hurt, but at the same time, it's also okay to accept that. And it's okay to admit that things and people change. And sometimes friendships look different, right? We're not, like, again, we're not the same people that we were even 30 minutes ago. And so it takes time to process that. But at the same time, I think it's also very important. That's basically what I really wanted to say. And again, I just wanted to thank everyone for just giving me the space and for being patient with me. And again, for sticking all the way through the end of this, because I definitely, again, wish this, this is where usually with structure there's a little bit more of a flow so i apologize if this is all over the place but again i just wanted to thank you all for tuning in and may is coming up for mental health awareness month i actually didn't know this but i'm excited yeah i just wanted to say thank you again for being patient and holding space for me and for tuning in each and every week i really appreciate it and i'm excited for just the upcoming content and I'm hoping to become more consistent, but I just appreciate the support in the meantime. We have reached the end of this week's podcast episode, which again concludes the third part of many in this mini series. I hope you all have enjoyed it. And if you do, please consider liking, following, and sharing this as it is much appreciated. If you would be interested in being featured in this podcast, and or if you have any topic ideas or suggestions, please feel free to email me at a general good time podcast at gmail.com as I check that regularly and would love to hear your thoughts. You can also send direct messages on Instagram to at a general good time podcast as we are active on there as well. Until next time, I hope you all have had a good time and a great rest of your week.